welcome to the Prigya Rora show where we discuss law for innovators and we have a very very special guest he is a patent attorney from Singapore and his name is Mr Martin Schweiger welcome Martin on the show hello prigya great pleasure to be here thank you so much for being here and being my guest on the show and we'll start with your life story and how did you become my the person you are today ah <laughs> uh, my life story my life story is very long i'm 58 years old i was born in uh, bavaria which is um in the very south of germany and uh, i became a patent attorney at the age of 28 and um before that i studied mechanical engineering and uh, control control engineering uh, like i was into robotics among others and then i opened my 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 own patent agency in munich and trademarks and uh, with the age of 40 now 20 years back i opened the same in singapore and yeah over time it became such that i stay most of the time in singapore so i'm now how long in the business Th over 30 years since 1992 that's 31 years and i've seen a lot wow 31 years that's a long long time in this profession <laughs> yeah maybe only half of what i can do so martin uh you have a book Big, on yeah. four into four innovation strategy yes and uh, you also speak about four into four innovation strategy It, a lot it's this one here man yes, absolutely yeah. Yeah. so how how did you come with come up with this concept and can you briefly explain us what is four into four innovation strategy so the i started to write the book during lockdown in singapore that was in 2020 in summer and i was thinking about why do startups fail and what could i do against that and what i saw is in my in my long standing experience that many startups fail because of the same reason and the main reason being that technicians or technician mindsets would develop an idea to a product and only once the product is ready they would discover that nobody wants to pay money for that product that was the basic insight and then i was thinking well, what could i do against them and I said, so why don't you find out earlier at a much earlier stage whether the market wants your product and at the same time because you need to check what does the market want you need to file uh, protection because you don't want to destroy the later ip protection because of your own disclosure when you show the product to the potential customers and also you want to start early with a freedom to operate because i i believe that that freedom to operate is much more important than anything else or probably not like market response testing but very important yeah. because many of the failed products go back to a lack of freedom to operate someone has a better patent you are infringing uh, if you use your product you're infringing some government regulations if you you have not registered your product you simply have not checked the red tape so and then i put it together and uh, that was the first dimension this is the mm. the why dimension right so because you need to come up with an idea then you do some r&d then the next one the recommended one is to to do the freedom to operate because before you go further you want to know whether you're allowed to do what what your idea is and then the next one naturally would be ip protection because in the next step you do the market response testing and mm -hmm. then for doing so you get public so you need the ip in place in order to be able to show your invention around so it's a very natural order yeah uh, and and you do this 
Now, the, the, the X direction would be technology readiness level or the product perfection, right? Because you when you go from the idea to the final product, you go through at least four stages. The first stage is the idea. The second one would be the uh, proof of concept or the conceptual model. The, the next one would be the prototype, which is better than the conceptual model. And the final one would be the product. And you can do the technology readiness levels in the, even in finer steps, like from 1 to 10 or 0 to 10. Yeah, you find more about that. That's quite important because the technology readiness level is not necessarily the same as the time I've seen inventors who take a decade to go from an idea to even a simple prototype. Correct. Uh, well, it should be less than a year. Yeah. So that you can take uh, benefits from the priority period for patents that's where the matrix and so on. then i put then i put like a you know like a window that comes with segments in the window and then i thought uh, how do you explain that to patent attorneys or to inventors and i said ah, it's simply like a window cleaning when you clean a window you start in the upper let's say left corner and then you you don't clean from left to right, and then the next one you go from up and down. Then you go to the next column and next yeah. column and next column, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's how I came up. So if you're a patent attorney, and you 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 talk with an inventor or a company, then you would ask them two things: where where are you in the in the technology readiness level, right? And then they would say. What is the technology readiness level? And then you say, <laughs> ah, very simple. Keep a very simple one: the four. And okay, so what have you done so far? Have you done, apart from R&D, have you done some freedom to operate? And then they would look at, what? <laughs> freedom to operate. Can you do what you want to do? Does the government allow sales of that thing? And how do you know? Because in, in Europe, you need a license for everything. Even if you sell a, a torchlight with a battery in it, you need to register the torchlight with the authorities so that you that they would know that uh, you take care of the waste that the torchlight would be after it's discarded so yeah and then the next one is and now did you did you do a market uh, uh, check a market response testing and then why our product is not even ready is it ah oh, bad mistake if you do this likelihood is high that you fail so and when they say okay what do we do ah but when we show it around, everybody would know. But you need to find out whether the market would accept your product. And then you need a little IP protection so that you can show it around. And that way you can guide them through the process of uh, uh, developing an idea from into a product. Okay. So simple. And the 4x4 four four is so easy to remember, right? You don't need a whole theory for that. Correct. So Martin beautifully explained, I think, uh, these are the steps of innovation journey, like idea, concept, prototype, product. And then other side, we have important factors like R&D, freedom to operate, IP protection, and technology development. Can you give us some examples like if we are in, in the idea stage, what should be our strategy? If we are in a, say, for example, prototype state, what should be our strategy? So a now what? Any, any example. I, idea or prototype? Idea. Idea. But I told you, number one, you need to do some R&D, which means yeah. you need to explain to others what is your idea. Can be a, a, a PowerPoint, can be a movie, a, a little a video that you have recorded. You don't don't put too much effort into developing that. Just make sure that people can understand what your idea is. 
right? And then the next one, just think, ask people, ask you around you, can, can I do this? Where do you see problems from government or law or from whatever? Then you do some patent searches, right? For the, But okay. more from a FTO point of view, less from a prior art point of view. You just want to know who is there. Then you do internet searches, find out who does that same idea already. And no, if nobody does the idea, that can be quite dangerous because there, there must be somebody who has done something similar. And, and if you're... If there's nothing outside, then maybe you're doing something that really nobody wants. And then after that, you file your IP and then you do the, the market uh, response study. Try to sell your idea to friends and family. <laughs> yeah. How much are you willing to pay for that? And then they say, I don't know, $100. I said, okay, if I promise to give you that product within a year from now, would you give me the $100 now? <laughs> Yeah. And if they say, oh, I'm not so sure, then you know already they are not really willing to buy that product. Yeah, yeah that's a one person, that one potential tactics that you could use in the idea phase. And and what people also often not get is the difference between strategy and tactics or plans, right? Plans okay. and how they are put to practice. And these are two different. See my book, I willfully named it strategy because it's a strategy. Yeah. It will not help you to develop a product from the idea to the end, but it would give you a, a map or a chart where you can say, okay, I'm now here and I should have done all this. And if you have not done all this, and maybe you have done half of it, but at least you have done something and you know where the shortcomings are. So that's the difference. And the, uh, it's a long-term plan of action. And it's uh, strategy is always designed to achieve a particular goal right or a set of goals in our case we want to build something that uh, generates profit and we want to do it fast because if and that's innovation if you don't build a novel thing that generates profit then it's a hobby right? if you <laughs> don't do it fast then it's even more hobby than this i don't know what it is than without fifa but it's the definition of power you have power is the the work done in a certain time so yeah. there's a fraction right and the work is um uh, the effort of the new product that pro produces profit and divided mm -hmm. by time so the higher the the, the 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 shorter the time and the higher the profit the more powerful the innovation mm -hmm. and then tactics they refer to the specific action or methods that you apply mm -hmm. and uh to ex execute that strategy and mm -hmm. uh these steps are very specific and what i can tell you after the idea phase and there are 1000 different tactics to achieve a successful product but mm -hmm. the successful ones have all in common that they touch the four areas yeah. R&D, FTO, the IP protection, and the market response testing. Absolutely. And then, yeah. So that's that. Because it follows from there. Was a, do you better start with the tactics or with a strategy? Because you asked that also, right? So what would yeah. you do? And the, the, the problem is when you ask a technician, mm. he would start with the tactics. Hmm. Because he says, what uses a product that uh, that still has flaws? And that's exactly the wrong tactic that brings um, failure to yeah. the inventors. And I think you have beautifully explained the steps in simple terms because many of the people, they get confused on to what to do first, how to do first. But if the yeah. roadmap is clear, probably we can move step by step. Yeah. 
Actually, there's a man in the US. His name is Stephen Key. Yeah. Stephen Key. Highly recommended. Uh, he has written a book, um, How to Sell Your Idea With or Without a Patent. And I love oh, it. Yeah, I, I highly recommend this book to every inventor out there. Mm -hmm. So Stephen really understood it. And this, wait, did you interview Stephen before? Yes. So ah. I have interviewed Stephen before. And yeah, so we remain in touch and we speak. Uh, yeah. Very cool. So if someone out there, please read Stephen's book. Highly recommend it. It will, it may even save your life. Correct. His uh, one of the initial book is one simple idea, and that is also a very good read. Yes, yes. But be careful. He's mm -hmm. giving advice from a US perspective. Correct. And and the US patent law is very different from the outside of the US patent yeah. law. So you need to be careful if you apply these principles in countries outside of the US. Yeah. So so Martin, uh, you uh, while this uh, I think rest of the concepts are easy to understand, but one important concept is the freedom to operate search, and which we speak about a lot. And uh, according to you, what why is freedom to operate search is important, and how it is different from other searches? For example, the patentability search, and why should we focus on a freedom to operate search more? Yeah, because very simple. Mm -hmm. A patentability search would only tell you whether you still get a patent for your invention or not. Correct. How important is that? Yeah. Not maybe, important. Maybe not. Because you can sell your product even without the patent. Correct? Correct. Absolutely. So, but if you infringe someone else's patent, then, and this someone is a competitor, he may stop your business. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's, that's why it's so natural. You can live without a patent, but you cannot survive if you um, have to defend your product in court. So yeah. that's why FTO, freedom to operate, uh, searches. And it's not only in the patent area. It's also for government regulations and uh, other. So, yeah, my book has a, a long chapter about freedom to operate. And uh, I would I would suggest that you read this because it's like a checklist. You can tick what what area you have covered so yeah i highly recommend everybody reading four into four innovation strategy and how much did you pay for downloading it so for all the guests is the book is free of course you can just i'll put the link in the description box and you can just download that book so let's uh, move ahead with so yeah we we spoke about the freedom to operate search and now uh probably uh, we we also speak about how start how to check whether our startup would be commercially successful or not. Is there a way to check that? Firstly, because you know the space is like, uh, people say it's unpredictable which startup would work well or which startup will not. And according to you, what do you suggest? That is it predictable? If so, how we can predict it? Yes, I would say. Number one is uh, if they if they do the four by four matrix, right? Then I, I would say that the chances to survive are incredibly increased. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, I believe then you if you if you apply if you tick the boxes, and you have better than ninety five percent of all the start other startups out there. That's the one. Number two, you need to 
team up with the right people. And the right people being a mix of, I would say, three personalities. Number one, you need somebody, an, an entrepreneur, who is a driver and he loves to sell and he loves to present and he's 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 responsible for finding customers and also he's responsible for finding new employees. These are the two most important responsibilities for this person. Then you need a technician, nature, someone who loves to tinker with the idea and do R&D. And then also you need a manager because the manager is the guy who makes sure that the technician gets his stuff done within time and within with the right quality. And when I say with the right quality, you would be surprised. Technicians usually try to over-deliver. Yeah. So the manager is not there to make, make sure that there's a minimum standard, but the manager is there to just to grab the device from the technician and to give it to the client, the customer. Right? Because if you don't do this, then the technician will never finish his product. Correct. And then and the entrepreneur doesn't care because all what he cares about is selling this stuff mm-hmm. and doing the next thing. Yeah. So you need a, a very, I would say, sober guy who makes sure that the right product is uh, 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 delivered when the paying customer expects it. So these three natures should be there. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you need to have some funding because if you don't have funding, then you can't do anything. And then the question is, where do you get your fundings from? And Mm -hmm. there are five different levels of fundings. You can get a bank loan. You can use your own savings. And uh, you can get an investor, which is not very smart because that would dilute your shares. And I, I believe the smartest one is to do pre-sales. Find people who are willing to put money on the table upfront before you even deliver. People who believe in you. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's... And then the last one is government subsidies. And that's even a worse option because that uh, then you spend a lot of time for, for bureau- bureaucracy just in order to get it. Yeah. So... Uh, did that answer your question? Absolutely, Martin. And we just spoke about funding. And uh, the next question is just follow up on that. Like there are a lot of businesses, especially in the startup phase, and they, they fear from implementing IP strategies. So how can people with limited finances or limited funding start with IP plans? Because they eventually they have to have a roadmap and an IP strategy in place and start moving on that path. Maybe in terms of protecting IP, maybe not with or without patents, but some strategy has to be in place. So how can they afford that? I mean, number one, uh, many products out there are sold without IP in place. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, you... When you do pre-sales, IP finances for IP should not be a problem. Correct. Absolutely. Uh, so, and then the question is, there's IP and then there's IP and IP. So why do you need a full-fledged patent application when a, pro, when a provisional patent application would also do the job? Absolutely. Uh, and there, so you can, 
You can download uh, a questionnaire, Inventors questionnaire from my website for free, the IPLawyerTools.com. And, and you, and then you fill it out and you file that questionnaire as a provisional patent application. And that would give you already a priority to your ideas that you show. And, uh, and that, that's a very simple one because provisional patent applications, you can pay the filing fee, but there's no need to do so um, because you have one year. Even if the uh, the provisional patent application is withdrawn, you can still claim its priority. Mm -hmm. right, so I would I would rather invest into a decent IP course and what what to do, what is priority, claiming priority, than than paying official fees for a provisional patent application. So that's one very straightforward tactics to secure your priority for your own inventions. Yeah. And I think uh, if we have drafted a provisional application well, and it has a lot of elements in it, because we, we can't miss uh, elements in case you have to file the complete application. Mm. So if we are taking care of all the elements in the provisional application, then we are good to go. I think so for at least for the for one for the first year, yeah, the first twelve months, yes. Yeah. And by that time, probably we can arrange for fundings, and uh, then we can go. For I it. I believe yes, and 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 again, right? The best is to do pre-sales, and yeah. Uh, uh, if even not your own mother would buy your product, <laughs> something is wrong. <laughs> Absolutely, that's a very good statement. <laughs> So, okay, so uh, I think we should move to our quick rapid fire round. Rapid fire round. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Two. So, three three things you are grateful for. Three. Th <laughs> uh, for today, yeah. every day, actually, I'm grateful for. That's very good. Then I'm very grateful for my faith in God. Uh, so, that's something that helps a lot. And I believe these two are the most two two most important. And and for actually, I, I live in a country in Singapore with great freedom, so I can I can do what I need to do, and that's really something I'm grateful for. Yeah. Wow, awesome! Two traits that you think are useful for an innovator. For an innovator, the first one is easy, right? Creativity. The second one is ability to say no. If you cannot say no, you will never ever be able to successfully pursue your inventions or innovation to uh, a product. That's most of the people they fail because they at in the right time are not able to to assert what they should be doing because of they try to be so polite or so kind or so nice or so whatever. And and that's a, a trait that you cannot train is impossible because you're either born with it or not. Same as creativity, I believe. There's not much that you can do in order to improve your creativity. Yeah, absolutely. One aspiration you have for the future aspiration yes oh i work until i'm uh, age of 80 
Yeah. And then after that, um, half day. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that that's a good one. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so, Martin, wonderful. Can you share some key takeaways for our audience? Surely, four by four matrix for the innovation. Yeah. And uh, also, that doesn't tell you exactly how to put your innovation to a success. But that would give you information whether or not with your tactics, you're doing the right things. Okay. And then on top of that, you need tactics. And uh, so go to my website, um, become a, a subscriber there. It's free. Download the book. We also have a LinkedIn group, the 4x4 Innovation Group. You should become a member there. And then every Thursday at 4 p.m. German time, changes summer and winter, right? But it's always 4 p.m. German time. We have a clubhouse meet, uh, 4x4 Innovation Meet. And it's also announced on the, in the LinkedIn group, the 4x4 mm -hmm. Innovation LinkedIn group. So that's a takeaway. And the third takeaway would be, I would say, if you're not an innovator, an inventor, that's rather a blessing over being one. I believe being an inventor can be a very serious curse on your life. <laughs> so be careful with what you do. Your innovation can destroy your own life. Perfect. I think in uh, it it gives thrill to start something, but then we, we have to be careful with whatever we are developing. It will leave some impact on the world. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, for our audience, the link of the book is in the description box. You can follow Martin and I'll share his LinkedIn profile as well in the description. So nice. thank, thank you, Martin, for giving me your Thanks, Prigya. And bye. Hey there. Thank you for attending today's session. If you enjoyed the session, do follow our channel and consider sharing it with a friend. My name is Prigya Arora, daughter of inspiring parents, alumna of IIT Khadakpur, engineer turned lawyer and entrepreneur and now founder of PA Legal, where we help creators and innovators protect their intellectual property. Thank you.